All right, welcome back. Fourth meal. Uh, the podcast. Did we do last week? No, we're kind of uh, not consistent. We apologize, but we're tr- getting better. Just dealing with schedules is tough right now. Yeah. You know? So um, um, we did. Uh, we did Chase B last week, though. Oh yeah, so. we did Chase B the, the week before we missed. But we're back. Eric yeah, Deluxe, yeah. DJ Five, and we have a special guest. Very special guest. <laughs> Very special week. guest, Sujit Kundu. Scam yes, artist. Sir. Welcome to the pod finally, bro. Hey, if no one loves you, the ending loves you. <laughs> hey, did you steal that from Felly Fell? Probably. Yeah, if no one loves you, Felly Fell loves you. <laughs> <laughs> That's OG Power 106 shit, but you know what it, you know what it was? Uh in an attempt to step up the streaming room. Um, I wanted to get like a little sampler machine or drop machine or something. Mm. And uh they actually they they told me that. Felly and Justin used that one. Yeah. And, um, you know, it was like 500 bucks, but, you know, they were telling me, like, we could probably have done it cheaper on, like, an iPad or, yeah. or, or gotten a MIDI something or gotten something simple. But, and that a lot of people could also, DJs could do it from their, from their yeah, Serato. Yeah. Yeah. You have four so, banks, four banks for uh, all the samples. So they have different ones for like different like events or streams or whatever or gigs. Right. But but I wanted <laughs> but I wanted something that was gonna be like yeah, it was just there. Gonna be like stationary. So like when you came in here, you know, like you could use these ones and they were all queued up because like a lot of times what happens is on scam, we we stream a different person every day. Right, right of course. And they, they then like one will have this gif and one will have this, and people are missing, and then you have to reset everything up. So we did also yeah also i mean to cut you off you need like a sheet to tell you which button is what because i'm just hitting random buttons and shit and it's no, like no, for, no but so but so what so then so now we got the thing right and i'm not a dj so you know i've got to convince a dj to want to help me set it up right so christo happened to come in that saturday and i was like and so now we're like okay what sounds do we get and i'm like just record my voice, dude, and I'll just start saying shit. And so he goes into the other I room. That shot. <laughs> he goes into the other room. Raid. Right? <laughs> Let me tell you that whole everything you see on there took me about eight seconds, and I just start shouting things off. I was like, "It's time for the death shot." <laughs> yeah. No, it's dope. It's perfect. <laughs> and so that, and I mean, I think there. I think with with time it'll evolve and be cool. But like that was just how it. Um, so basically, you're all in with the streaming. <laughs> you're all um, in with twitch <laughs> um i wouldn't say i'm all in with the streaming i'd say i'm all in with music culture and dj yeah no, of course of course and so i think that um i'm all, like i'm all in with anything that's going to move that needle forward so whether it's you know helping me with my radio promotion or helping me break records or helping a dj or helping one of you know you guys i think that you know scam was always meant to be a platform for the numbers and, you know, whereas like, I, I remember when I first started scam, I built a website that I couldn't afford and I, I made the, the end URLs, which they still are like, you'd be scamartist.com forward slash DJ five. And it goes to a DJ five page. Right. So I use the infrastructure of the company to, to um, help each individual DJ. And so it's kind of the same thing when it comes to streaming is that, you know, um, you don't want some people don't want to take up their living room every single day. I mean, I know Samantha Ronson, when she was streaming at home, she would have to set it up and break it down every day because, you know, her significant other didn't want it set up 24 seven. And that, then, yeah. you know, and then, you know, I know Leslie, she likes to stream at night and she's got neighbors. Mm. And so she doesn't want to stream at night. So I think that, and, and I also think that, you know, at the beginning of the streaming thing, you know, I started probably like everyone else with the, with a cheaper interface and a cheap, uh, like I rig, well, you had a boombox as a speaker. Yeah, <laughs> as I, mean, a I, was, I was just grabbing whatever was around the office because yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to spend the money because I didn't know if it was two months. And and you know I remember, I remember actually it was a it was a it was an HMC stream, and we had Tyga up here mm-hmm. and E Rocks in the chat giving me an earful about my camera, right? <laughs> and I'm think and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like I didn't want to spend all this money on a camera for something that wasn't going to last more than. A month or two months or three yeah. months because if you went back if you went back a few years ago i was told that we had to have a content room yeah and the room where we stream in now i spent 12 grand buying all this stuff to film and shoot content and guess how many times someone used it never once no i used <laughs> once for a headshot <laughs> so, so for a headshot 
So, so I had spent 13 grand or whatever on all these lights and everything. And, you know, not only that, I, I lose whatever rent I could have used in, by renting that space out to someone else. So it's a bit, it was a big L, but fortunately when the streaming stuff came around, I had a lot of the lights. I had a lot of the things that I just kind of put away a lot of the, and so, you know, it just kind of evolved with that. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, for right now, I'm, I'm, I think I'm like everybody else trying to figure out exactly so how this moves forward. Yeah. So let's, let's, before we talk too much about streaming, we'll obviously get there. I want to, so obviously we got to talk about what you have going on in August. We'll get there too, but let, let's go back just because um, I think tomorrow, tomorrow will be one year. Well, today's let's, you know, we're recording this on Thursday, uh, March 11th. So tomorrow is when like Los Angeles at least shut down. Yeah. And I want to say everything did. Cause it was Friday. Cause I remember five was going to Vegas that night to do Tao. Yeah. And I was going the next day, Saturday to do Tao. I was and in the Bahamas. And around this time, this is one twenty-seven PM. Five still thought he was going to Vegas. We still don't. Yeah. We still didn't have the word if I was going to Vegas and I was on, on call tomorrow. You were probably talking uh, to me. I'm talking about tomorrow at, at this time. Like the yeah. day he's, st- he had a gig that same night. And around this time he still thought he was going to Vegas. So, so it's a one-year anniversary of this uh, crazy lockdown pandemic, yeah. right? What? So, what? I, I just want to talk about the year, like, like, you know, we we talk to DJs all the time. You're the first agency, or you know, agent that that we've had on the podcast. So, so I want to see what your thoughts were, how it affected you. Obviously, because it affected every DJ as an individual, but you have a company that's you know, banks on DJs working. And if, if the whole industry shuts down, like how much did that affect you? And what were your thoughts a year ago? For, uh, I mean, I was talking to both of you guys because you guys are asking me what's going on, right? And so I'm trying to figure out whether we're going, whether we're not going. I mean, at that time, some places were still having their gigs. Yeah. Yeah. Some gigs, some, some gigs still went on because I remember – Little John had Mexico, I think either that that week or the week after, and they wanted him to go. And he didn't, he, he, like, they started closing down the borders and we didn't know what to do, but some people were still trying to move forward. Some people were trying to close. And, you know, I think at the time, even if you wanted to stay open, you know, the city was controlling if you could open or not. And so there was just so much uncertainty, I think for the first, um, for the first couple of weeks, you know, I think the first couple of weeks I just was partying because, you know, nobody really thought that it was going to go on for yeah. forever and ever and ever. So, you know, we thought it was going to be a week or two and we had a couple yep. of days off and it was like, it's like almost like when you have a snowstorm, everyone goes to the bar and just drinks and has fun. And it's like, whatever, when the snowstorm ends, the snowstorm ends and we'll go back to life. Yeah. And then when did it you know, feel I think, real? Huh? When did it like feel all right? This is real. I mean, I think, I think like probably like a week or a week or two later that a week later, maybe I start thinking about my employees. Yeah. Right. Because then now I've got 15 employees that are, you know, that I'm paying that, you know, is it a work for home? And at the time they still have work because we're canceling gigs and we're trying to reschedule gigs and, you know, there's, we're canceling flights. We're, we're putting, we're trying to get flight credits. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and then now you, and then at that time, I remember now you got people running for supplies you got oh, people yeah. trying to stock up. The, people the, trying to the stock up. Paper food. crisis. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and and I and ironically, I was ahead of that because I, I had been watching the news. And um, if you go to my New York apartment right now, which I haven't been doing a year and a half, it's stocked up. There's Top Ramen, Chef wow. Boyardee. There's wow. bottled water. Ready for the <laughs> like, apocalypse. Like both of my apartments were fairly ready, so I wasn't really tripping. And then you know. Then it, then it, then you start to think about like what you can do for your, you, you want to be a reputable company. So you want to carry your staff as far as you can, but how long can you afford to carry them? And then, you know, there, there's all these, they started talking about all these government assistance programs to help you keep your employees. Like, all right, we're just going to kind of keep you on lockdown for two months, but the government's going to help you. But it was so much, um, uncertainty about how you were going to have to pay it back or what it was going to go for, how much you were going to get. So, you know, there's the, there's the fear of, yeah, getting sick, which wasn't really that big at that time. 
Mm-hmm. I, I think the, the getting sick part really didn't get crazy until like December. I feel like December, it was like my brain was going to explode from, you know, all the news. Because nah, December, it, it was like the second wave it came back. But I remember when the lockdown first happened, like you said, it was kind of like, oh, we don't know. This is like a, we get two weeks off. Yeah. yeah. Two, two weekends canceled. I haven't had two weekends off in a long time. Let's yep, just hang. Yep. So we're at that, you know. And we're talking around like we're with them. Whatever. Yeah. But I remember when things really started shutting down and like, you can't leave the house. I was, I was legit afraid. That was when I was the most afraid. Like I didn't want to touch anything. I wasn't touching doors. Yeah. That it was, was like fucking weird. Like I was like, it was the 15th. Shit. It was the 15th of March where they announced. Cause I remember I was out and about with scratchy and Nick and they had just announced that the shutdown is today on the mm. 15th. I'm like, Holy shit, this is real. Like the whole, but yeah, you know, but I'm saying like what, Right around that, a few weeks later is when they got the scariest. When it was just like, okay, you can't even leave your house. Yeah. Like they're saying not to, to wipe your groceries down, <laughs> bro. The shit was just freaky because everyone was panicking. It's, it was panic. It was for me. Starts getting in your head. For me, for me, that didn't really that didn't really set in like that. For me, it was more about having supplies and having other things and just. I mean, I, I'm pretty self sufficient alone, so you know, and 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 I was. That that didn't really get to me. When it got to me, when I started like kind of like really thinking about it, was when they start like. And at that time, it was bigger in New York. You would see how crazy the New York hospitals yeah, New York were. Wow, yeah. And the New York thing. So like, it was like, don't definitely don't go to New York. But California yeah, yeah. didn't. California didn't seem. You know, you it's warm outside. You can walk. You were okay to exercise. Like you were you were able to get deliveries. But like I was doing Instacart, and I'm still doing Instacart. So. I felt like in December when they started saying like hospitalizations crazy, you can't get an ambulance. Like, and, and, and the thing about December for me that kind of made it crazy was I started knowing a lot of people that were getting it. Mm. Right. So now all of a sudden, boom, our friend, this person's got it. This person's got it. This person's got it. And it seemed yeah. like, it seemed like everybody was getting it. And so in March and April, I didn't know anybody that was getting it. So it didn't but, really like set in for me, like until like later. Yeah, but yeah. The, the the financial thing was like how to deal with the staff. Do you, at what point do you furlough people? At what point do you let people go? Like, are you not going to come back? Like, you know, like how are we going to get this aid? What's going to happen with this aid? Like, you know, like okay, now now comes the challenge as an agent. Okay, when do you return a deposit? Mm, like, right. you know, because because a lot of these contracts weren't set to decide. Like they had they had like okay, yeah, uh, force majeure. If one date cancels, if two dates cancel, but okay, now I got a date in July that's going nowhere and it's a wedding and the guy's like, all right, well, maybe our wedding's going to change. And how long do you get to keep this deposit for before you're like, all right, return the money. And, you know, fortunately in the case of scam, um, I keep the deposits in house. So um, it was when, when, it wasn't a situation where I had DJs that had already spent the money Yeah, where you had to hit someone like, Hey, right. I need that deposit. Back. Hey, like, Hey, Hey deluxe. I know you had this gig on Friday, but the, the thousand dollar deposit, they want it back. And you're like, bro, I spent the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now fortunately that that's not the case with anyone at scam. Like, I mean, it was painful to return. We returned a lot of money, but, yeah. but, but fortunately, you know, we were in a position to return it and do I, the right thing and hope that, you know, you know, coming out of this, you know, you know, people know we're a reputable company to deal with. This is this seems like a, a one year COVID anniversary episode. <laughs> yeah, no, but totally, but, totally. Dude, I remember like um, I remember because, you know, five and I were lucky enough to be super busy traveling a lot, gigs and shit. So like when the first couple gigs got canceled, I'm like, word, like it felt good. Like, OK, like you said, it yeah. feels like a little break, a little vacation. And I remember almost like every day or every other day, like Sujit would like call me or text me like, so uh, this club just canceled all of, you know, March, April, May. And I'm like, Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. And then it's just like, okay, this club can't, and then this club and then this club, and then this club wants to uh, terminate the contract. And I'm like, okay, this is real. Like this shit is like, but, but I will say this, even when things were getting starting to feel real, I still didn't feel like we would go an entire year without work. Yeah. Like I didn't know it was going to be a full year like that. 
I mean, obviously no one did, bro, but a full year is crazy. More than a year. Because yeah. we still don't know, right? All right let, let's talk about that. Suj, like, you know, without giving too much detail, but I know you're in communication with a lot of the bookers and the clubs and owners and managers. Like, what, what's, what are they saying timeline-wise? Time like, still, is it still, like, unclear? Or some market, I'm sure some markets know, like, Vegas pretty much announced, what, May 1st? No, not yet. I, I you know what I, I I think I think it's 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 different depending on where you live, right? So it it's different on where you live, and it also it also varies on your desire to go back to work, right? Um, I you know I know some some of my clients are saying they don't want to go back out till July, and they want to oh, wow. make sure they're safe before they actually do it, and I think that every day it changes and you know, it's about, it's about, okay, well, is, you know, in in your mind is $2,000 worth leaving your house and risking your life. And, or do you just want to do it because you love it or, you know, and and there's going to be a, there's going to be a balancing act between clubs and venues coming and saying, Hey, like my club's gotten taken a beating for last year. Can you do this for less? And I'm only at 50% capacity. And are you willing to, work for this instead of that. And you saying, well, for that rate, I don't even want to leave my house. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think that there's, de- there's definitely, I've stayed on top of this the whole year. Right. So I kind of know in the case of scam clients, like I know what five is going to take. I know what deluxe is going to take. So before I even call the, call you, Eric, I might negotiate it in my head before I decide if I'm going to call you and I got to <laughs> get it to a point where I think you're going to take it. Five, on the other hand, I'm like, there's a barbecue spot there. And five's like, okay, I'm going, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> I lie, man. <laughs> so, so, I mean, in the case, in the case of me, like, I, I have a good handle on what venues are doing what and who I think that, you know, I, you know, I also like to think that in my case that I have good relationships with the buyers or the owners. And I know which ones are just being cheap to be cheap that I'll hold to a different yeah. line. That are using whereas, it as an where, excuse kind of, right? Yeah. Yeah. Whereas the other ones I'm like, like, you know, in the, you know, club X, I might say, Hey, listen, dude, this guy's a good guy and he's there for us all the time. And he's not really a nitpicker. And I know we need to help his business get back off the ground and, and, you know, down the line, hopefully we'll be in a better place. But, but, uh, uh, um, you know, there's other people that are just cheap to be cheap. And I'm like, yeah, whatever, (laughs) you know, yeah. No, we'll say no to them. I mean, to be honest with you, we'll say no to them. It's just like there's there, like, there's a line because the same as you guys have a threshold of what you're willing to accept. I have a I have a threshold on what I'm willing to present. Yeah, yeah right. I want I wonder if this is when like the market resets as far as like those big rates for those big guys, you know, like the EDM guys, etc. Like I wonder if if you know, those guys made a lot of money and I, and, and and if you made a lot of money and if you were smart with your money, you kind of live like you don't necessarily need the money and you hold your ground. Right. So I wonder where their head is at as far as like, you know what, they were good to me. I'll take a lower cut. I know it was a tough year. Or if they're just saying, nah, like my rates, my rate. Like I, 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 I look at, I, I think that in my opinion, um, that, that, that business model was already going down the drain, right? Yeah. Like, like a lot of people don't realize those big numbers are very limited to Vegas, right? Like there's not a lot of places, there's not a lot of places that can afford $250,000 for a DJ. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't exist. So you've got Vegas, you know, maybe some of the bigger festivals if you headline, but a lot of people don't realize when you're taking that bigger rate at a festival, you're also taking yourself out of, that market and a couple other markets for nine months. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think that that, that kind of, that kind of bigger rate had already kind of hitting its plateau. Right. Um, um, and it was already coming down and it's, it'll also be very important what the DJs did in their off time. Right. Because in 18, in 18 months or 24 months, like somebody who had a record out two years ago, you know, they might, they might get one or two looks because they still have that brand recognition but somebody else who was working hard during this pandemic and keeping their name alive and their name active, there's going to be new stars that emerge. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's, it's the same thing of like, you know, 
five, I, I think five's been on scam for 20 years. <laughs> I don't even think it was called scam when five was on it. Right. So, but you know, at the time when five was DJing back in the seventies, you know, he, he, you know, he had to shop for records, yeah. right. He had to shop for records. He had to carry records. You know, I remember back then going to Vegas was a big deal for me. Shit, going to New York was yeah. like, going to New York was like, you had to pack, you had to look at your luggage, you had to look worse. at the weather. I'm going to New York, give my parents a hug. Like, this might be, you know, I'm going to New York. But now it's like, last year before the pandemic, I go to leave for Japan on Thursday and come back on Sunday. Yeah. Not even think about it. So, yeah. you know, I think that, you know, what a DJ, and, and you know, DJs used to always get mad at me because I think we did some videos and they'd be like, oh, you want us to do social media and you want us to do this. And we're just DJs and we just want to be great DJs and play music. But, you know, the business evolves. Right. Mm -hmm. And so whereas if you come to scam right now, one office was a lawyer's office. The other one, the Stafford brothers had their management company out of, you know, the other one rush was doing talent buying out of they're all right. streaming rooms now. Yeah. So, you know, I think if, you know, to go back to the original part is that what emerges out of this, you know, what somebody's, you know, and, and shit, if you go to Home Depot right now, a two by four that was $8 before the pandemic is $28 now. Like everything, yeah. like the prices have just kind of adjusted, you know, based on demand all yeah. the way across the board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is weird. Some prices went up during a pandemic. I'm like, yo, man, no one's making money. How am I paying more for this acai bowl? No. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so do you think, do you think um, markets like Vegas will focus more on just kind of open for format talent and like not so much uh, artist style DJs or, or. Uh, I, no, you know, I, I think, look, I, I think the business levels will determine that. Right. So if, if people, if, if Vegas all of a sudden goes back and is packed and the conventions come back and people come back and, you know, there's a demand, See, the thing about DJ rates is it's all about competition, right? So you've got, the wind competing with Hakkasan competing with thing and right. they're all trying to get your business. Right. So if there's an, if at the beginning, I think that they'll book one headliner for the weekend mm. and then fill it with more open format guys in between, because I don't think the business levels will be there that, you know, they can have, you know, a Tiesto Calvin, you know, Zed one, two, three in a row. I don't think that there's going to be enough business to go to Vegas. You have to plan a trip. You have to book a trip. You know, you're planning a weekend. So people haven't been doing that. One, maybe they didn't have the money. Two, maybe they didn't know if it was going to be open. Right. So, so, so how do you, how do you plan a trip for something that's not going to come? People got to get time off of work. So just because it opens this weekend doesn't mean that all of a sudden there's going to be 3000 people there. Yeah, right. It might you're take. Right. You're right with the whole competition shit. Like if, if one club takes the risk, makes the investment, gets this uh, big DJ and it works, the other club's gonna yeah. do the same shit, get yeah, someone else, shit. and yeah, and, and then the the it might just get back to normal quick. Yeah. Like as far as I mean, a, a, a lot of a lot a lot of people don't know, but the thing about Vegas is is it's really about customer acquisition, right? So so Vegas, you have a casino, they're trying to get you into the casino, and they're trying to say if you come to my casino, you can eat sushi over here with five, you can have a, a you know you can see Eric Deluxe. If you want to go shopping, we've got all these nice stores. They're trying to make it so you never leave their property. Yeah, right. Exactly. So, so, you know, if, if, a, if a headline DJ is another asset to their property, that's going to make people come there, then they'll pay for it. Right. It's mm -hmm. so, you know, it's like some, some casinos, you know, for the higher gamblers can say, Hey, we've got private jets we can loan you. Right. Like if, if another casino can't, then, you know, I, I just remember way back in the day when, when I was doing deals, like I knew the hard rock couldn't afford the big gambler, right? They didn't have, they didn't have the restaurants. The wind had, they yeah. didn't have the jets. The wind had, and if a guy put down $2 million, they couldn't cover the bet. So, yeah, crazy. You, you know, so, so a lot of people, so a lot of people didn't realize that when, you know, I'm doing my deals in Vegas, I'm thinking about not only the club, I'm thinking about the casino mm, right. and, and what, and what the customer at the casino, you know, shit, they got Nobu. They got the new this restaurant. They got this. They got this. That's going to, you know, make it easier for a customer to want to stay there, you know, because it it's a lot about Rock? that, too. Was it huh? Nobu at the Hard Rock? The OG Vegas Nobu is at the Hard yeah, Rock. Yeah, the OG yeah. Vegas. But but that's all they had. They had they had Hard Rock, Pink Taco and the 24 hour 
place. No, 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 they had the, the steakhouse. Uh, they had not, not back in the beginning. In the beginning, they had uh, Ago, uh, Robert De Niro spot. The steakhouse was. Uh, oh, you're right. I don't think they had the steakhouse back then. No, they didn't have the steakhouse. Yeah. And Nova was mission impossible to get a reservation at. Yeah, yeah. That unless was like the knew, hot spot. Yeah. Unless you knew DJ Five. <laughs> and it was kind of hidden, too. I remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Knowing it was, that was there. a spot, though. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I mean, I'm, I was just using it as a reference, not right, like of literally. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Of okay, course, of so course. yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with that. I think, I think, I never thought about it that way. Like, yes, yeah, it's, it's a competition thing. So if someone makes a move, the rest might follow. Who knows where it goes? But, um, fuck, yeah. I, I definitely think uh, open format, just working DJs, are gonna thrive. As soon as yeah, things could be our year, well, like, I, uh, you know. Well, I also think that I also think that this time, um, weeded out the fair weather DJ, right? And it also weeded out the the um, fair weather agent, and it, and it also weeded out the fair weather club promoter or broker, right? So you're really gonna find out like who cares enough about the the um, you know. Let's just say in the last, look at, I let go, unfortunately, 15 employees, right? right? Out of those 15, how many come back? And if they don't come back, um, do they want to be in this industry enough that they find, they look for or find another opportunity within it? I mean, if I'm a betting guy, I'd probably say I don't, if at best one or two of the 15 come back and the rest of you know, the goal will obviously be to build back to that 15, but it will probably be a new breed of people mm-hmm. that, you know, you know, I, I didn't need somebody who knew Twitch before, mm-hmm. but five can attest to this. I can set up a turntables, CDJs, yeah. the yeah. Twitch, OBS, up, lighting, OBS, upwards, <laughs> backwards, and sideways. And that wasn't a skill set that I needed, you know, a year ago. Yeah, we all it's really probably it It's probably yeah. not a skill set I need now, but it's a skill set I have. And yeah. that you, that if you if you're picking you know if you're picking a booking agency and I can delve you and say hey I've got three streaming rooms and I've got you know a gaming room and a streaming room and I can show you how to do this and you know hey you're just starting and I can give you a boost along then somebody else can't or if if uh, what whatever the case is you know I think that those are all you're always trying to same same as the casinos are trying to lure you over to them you know as an agent I'm trying to lure you over to me. Let me ask you this. You don't you don't have to say any names, but you had a pretty big roster, right? Yeah. How many DJs would you say you had? Over a hundred. All right, so over a hundred in this past year, 2020, a little bit of 2021. Did anybody just quit DJing? Like this isn't for me. And and the reason I'm saying that because I feel like this year like really showed because of streaming and let's, and let's be clear, streaming is not for everyone. There's a lot of, and there's a big debate on Twitter and shit where like streaming DJs, club DJs are kind of going at it. And we can talk about that later, but, but my, what I did notice is the Instagram model or celebrity that had a following that said, Oh shit, I could go make a couple hundred thousand or tens of thousand dollars in an hour, like at a club. I'll be, what do I need to do? Download, get a controller, download Serato, become a DJ. Cool. Like there's a lot of those people that disappeared because they're not going to, they went a year without working. And if they stream, they're not, they don't know, you'll get exposed. You're not, you're, they weren't really DJs. And when you stream, there's, there's, there's a big difference. You don't don't really need to be the. There's a big difference with club DJing, radio DJing and streaming DJing. Because I remember I'm a radio DJ or was at one point. And you can hear every mistake. And I remember you, you having to have to be like super clean. And I was always like, I focused on like how clean I, my mixing was. And in clubs, it's just about the yeah. dance floor, the crowd, whatever. You don't have to be too clean. It, there's mistakes happen and, and whatever. No one will notice it. But on streams, they can oh, hear yeah. it. They can see it. <laughs> it's everything, right? That- so, so a lot of those people, people that were about the money, not about DJing. They just had a following, felt like they could make money. A lot of those people said, "Man, I can't stream. Like, it's just not for me." Did you? They're doing OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but I, I, Deluxe, I kind of disagree, right? I, I'm going to disagree with you on this. On you don't need to be the greatest. 
you don't need to be the greatest DJ to stream. You just need to be kind of, you just kind of need to be personable, right? Like I can get up there and I have no talent. Oh, I'm in not that talking about like, and I'm not talking about like technical, right? Like yeah. I'm just saying like confidence wise, people that just know they weren't in it because they love DJ and they were about the well, money. I'm, no, I'm but, not but I, but I think on your roster that was like that. I'm just asking if anybody kind of nobody quit. Said, no one. All right. That's nobody quit. Nobody quit. D nobody. But like when it comes to me, nobody quit DJing, but I had to like, I had to adjust my priorities and, um, you know, part of, you know, furloughing and letting go of staff meant letting go of a few agents, shit, not a few, everybody. And with a few that went, I gave them the opportunity to keep their DJs. Right. So, um, rather than say, cause I, w I wasn't firing anybody. But I had to let I had to let everyone go. What do you and, mean keep their DJs like like one yeah. of your old agents can start his own agency and keep that DJ? Well, it, you know, you know, I had Kalika and I had Blackout, I had Blackout oh, and I had oh, and I had know, like yeah. Michelle from at large DJs. So, so people that you know, had an agency that merged with you already. Yeah, right, they, right. They, when they left, they parted with their DJs Got if it. they wanted to. And so, you know, the, the roster has evolved like that, but but you know, now no, like, I thought you meant like if if uh, Fredo wanted Lil John, he can take him. <laughs> I mean, that's listen, I was thinking too. Listen, he could he could he could try, and he you know that's on him, right? Like so, it, but no, but I mean, not to not, look at if somebody did a great job. I mean, and and said, hey, I'm leaving, and and I'm taking these DJs with him. You know, that would be up to you guys on, on making a decision on what you wanted to do, right? So if if for example, Five loved his day to day. And his day to day went to another agency and five was like, look, I love you, but this guy really did all the work and I'm attached to him now. Scam's a little different because I never relinquished that. Right. So like at the end of the day, five's probably been through seven day to days. But the Maybe one ten. thing that's consistent Who's is me, your huh? favorite, Sarah, the Jew. I don't have five. No, asking five. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah was good. Uh, Ali was good. Tanya was like good. Every time I had a good one, they like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fredo was at, at the end. Fredo was really good, man. He was oh, on. I it. love Fredo too. I love Fredo. Yeah. Um, I mean, but yeah, yeah. No, so yeah, that was my question. I just was. No, I, but 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 kind of just quit. I, I was I, I was gonna finish right. So now now you 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 know we we restart with so and five could attest deluxe. You might even be able to test. Scam started with just me. I was the only one in the office and I used to write the checks out of my checkbook and I used to have to do everything alone. And because the company was built like that, here we are a year after the pandemic and scam is back to that. Yeah. Right. So everyone makes fun of me because five sees me no, walking I, down the street to the we, post no, office. When I started on scam, it was just you. I remember, just, I remember Sarah's first day. Cause I knew Sarah from like hanging out at the clubs with Vice. Yep, I knew Sarah yeah. too. So I so, remember I was part of that era too. I came. Yeah. Yeah. So, so five. I mean, but now, now you could see me walking down the street to the post office, the mail packages, you know, people are like, <laughs> yep. Oh, Sujit's in the mail room. Sujit's doing this. I'm doing that. So in the interim, like, you know, my bandwidth has, is going to like be a little smaller. I have to like focus on the DJs that are, whereas pre pandemic, I had 15 employees. So I had room to take on somebody or, and other people. I had other help. And so now when I'm looking for people that I want to grow with, like if you, you have to, you have to put yourself in a fighting position for my attention, for the club's attention, for the buyer's attention. And, you know, that's how, that's how it's going to kind of move forward. So if you, the, the hand that sticks their hand up the highest is the one that's going to be, you know, taken care of. No, I, I will say this, man. I, I, I uh, we did one gig in real life. Five and I, we did the uh, driving festival. And when I got, I didn't get an itinerary, but when I got the uh, statement from like the paycheck, it came from Sujit. I haven't seen that in a couple years. Yeah, like <laughs> in a couple years, fucking, I was like, yeah, but oh, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, brought, but, hey, hey, but deluxe. Not, not only did you get, not only did you get a statement on time, I showed up, and you showed up. Yeah, and you showed up. <laughs> I showed up to that gig. You know, this past weekend, um, we were streaming on Saturday night, and Angie had a gig in Riverside. And I grabbed the crew and we pulled up. Yeah. So, so, uh, uh, I was like, yo, let's ride out and let's go. Like, and we pulled yeah. up and surprised her. So, yeah, um, that was fun. 
All right, so let me ask you this now, since we talked a little bit about, you know, streaming club DJs and streams and some people feel like it's not for them. You as an agent, um, what are your thoughts on that? Like, like for just to let you know, like some club DJs are like, oh, streaming's not for me. And streaming DJs are saying that, that my career is over because I don't stream. Like, you know, some people are in the studio. Some people are just what doing other stuff but but what do you think's gonna happen when clubs open do you like it's obviously not just because someone's streaming they're all of a sudden the hottest dj in vegas right because yeah because there's a couple things right there's there's i think you even mentioned this you're like well, well here, here's the here's the problem with that right so for just because you've been streaming doesn't mean that the the audience that you stream to will support a nightclub yeah. And it also doesn't mean that the talent buyer is going to relinquish a 10-year relationship with Eric Deluxe because now all of a sudden you've popped on the streaming. A lot of times with booking a DJ per se in Vegas is comfort level of the, the buyer that the person in the booth is going to be able to handle the crowd, handle the waitresses, handle the bartenders, handle the, the 8,000 requests that are coming into the DJ booth. It's not just about DJ and it's about shit table 32 just spent four grand and they want to hear Madonna. And you're playing hip hop yeah. and you got to get from hip hop to Madonna because then they're going to do a bottle presentation. And, you know, you brought up the thing about DJing, you know, if you make a mistake in a big club in Vegas, I'll disagree with you. You can hear it. The whole room starts to shatter. Uh, right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I meant like little, like, I'm, I'm right, right, right. But so, so, I mean, I'll tell you what I tell everybody that sits across from me and says, what do I have to do in order to be better? And I tell everyone the same 10 or 15 things. And then they argue with me on why those aren't the right things. And then I'll tell them, I'll say, what works for Deluxe might not work for Five, might not work for, you know, Samantha Ronson, might not work for Just Incredible, Angie V. Everybody has their own path, mm -hmm. right? And the thing about technology and the world today is that that path to the finish line could be different for everybody. So for one person, you know, Angie V streaming for whatever reason perked my interest enough to go talk to her. Right. Mm -hmm. But there's other DJs that, that, you know, some, somebody might have a record, right. And they might have a record that broke on the radio. And right. now all of a sudden I'm talking to them because they went through the production route and, you know, now they're buzzing. Mm -hmm. Somebody else might have a strong residency in a great party in Miami. And that might be their path to, you know, raising their hand for success. So I, I, I tell, you know, it's, it's one of my famous lines. As, as, as I tell people, I go, what makes pre-pandemic, what makes a DJ successful was, you know, you got to, you had to be able to do one of three things. You had to be able to sell tickets, sell bottles or bring girls, right? That's what you had to do. You had to do one of those three things to be a good DJ. The big ones that were getting those, they did them all. They could do them all. They'll sell tickets, they'll sell bottles, and they'll bring thousands of, you know, females to the club. So, you know, now, now it might be, for some people, it might be like, hey, you know, um, I want to stream and I want to DJ. Hey, for me, it might be I want to produce and I want to DJ. I want to leave my house less and I want to focus on music. I'm getting older. My kid's nine. Like, I think for each person, there's a different path, right? Like, and, and you know, I have a family now, so traveling 52 weeks out of the year isn't something that I want to do. I want to go to little league practice. Like mm -hmm. people's priorities change. Right. Do you think, do you think there's a possibility for someone that wasn't necessarily doing many clubs, but started streaming all of a sudden, like just blew up. Is there an opportunity for them to do well in a market like Vegas or, or, or they, ha they're going to just have to start from the bottom. Like, like other DJs. I mean, it's, it, it, it depends. I mean, you might get your shot, but I, mean, I think it's going to have to do a lot with, you know, the agent, you, cause you're, 100%. you're good at your job. Like, listen, give this person a shot. Like they got a crazy following this, this is that. Right. I feel like it's, well, it's be a little yeah. bit I less. mean, I think, look, it, I think the, the, the thing is, is that it's also going to be about, you know, I, I think, you know, back 20 years ago, you know, my, our willingness to do stuff. Like I think, we go to Super Bowl and we go to the Maxim party. It was like a big deal. Oh, yeah. We wanted to oh, go. Yeah. We wanted to get there. 
we were getting dressed up. We were going early, dinner, everything. Now, Five could be asleep two minutes before his gig, right? Mm-hmm. He might be like, yeah, you know, whatever. I want to eat and then I want to sleep and I don't really care anymore. So I think when it comes to chances, you know, are some, that's going to happen. <laughs> so, some, of, some of the streamers, they're making real money, right? Yeah. So, you know, I've spoken to a few and, you know, if you're making 20 grand and you're sitting at home a month, you know, your willingness to leave and go do a tryout in Vegas, that's a decision you're going to have to make. And not only when you do that, when you make that move in Vegas, you know, you're streaming, you're going to have to still be able to talk the talk, right? Mm-hmm. So when you get into that club and now you've got 3000 people in there and they're partying and someone's yelling in your ear to play a song or to do something or to request, or, you know, a celebrity walks in and, you know, Kanye West just walked in and he wants to hear hip hop and you're, you, you're in the middle of a dance set. Yeah. Like, so, so you're going to have to be able to rise to the occasion, rock the crowd while still keeping the manager happy while still keeping, you know, somebody else happy and it's going Ooh. crazy. So, Oh, and, and if you're talking all that talk about your streaming, then you're going to have to sell some tickets too. Yeah. Like That's they're going to want to see, okay, well, cool. You got 5,000 people in your stream, but you sold no tickets. Yeah. Like you're no That's good to a, me. It might not a, translate, you know, it might not translate, but that's an interesting thing. Like, bro, there's some people that make so much money on streaming where like, it's going to make no sense for them to even try to pursue clubs. Cause yeah. a, they'll probably make less money than being at home, less money than being at home. B you have freedom on your stream. Do whatever the fuck, play what you want, say what you want, you do whatever. That's you. Like you said, if, if in a club, if you got a manager yelling, like in 30 seconds, these bottles are coming out, you need to play this. They're not used to that. A lot yeah. of, yeah. A, a lot of people, there's some people that are. Well, I, I look, look, I, I'll tell. It's so stressful, man. I, I, but, I, but I'll tell, I, if, if I'm giving any advice to a DJ without giving my playbook up, like I, I, I would tell you like, where do you see yourself in five years? Right? Like, where, where do you want to be in five years? Right. Cause you know, I'm 45, right? Like th- there's, there's a place where I want to be in five years. So I know, I know some people, you know, they don't want to DJ their whole life. So when you're used to making real money for, you know, in such a short amount of time, you know, like, what do you do when that ends? Right. You're not going to go work at target for $500 for 40 hours a week. So you have to kind of like plan out your next, your next step and your next plan. So I, I would, I would, my advice to anybody who's doing well on streaming, if they get an opportunity to get in, into a club, they should take it. And yeah. they, because all they will be doing is diversifying their portfolio and the more skill set they have, because a year ago, if I would have asked Eric Deluxe and you could tell me yes or no, would you be off for six months? You would say no. And you would be like, I got gigs. I got good residencies. I'm set. What do I care? And you are like, I've offered you gigs and you've been like, nah. And I've been like, what's wrong with you? Right. And, 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 but, but, you know, and I'm always telling you plan on plan on the down day, plan on what's the worst day plan on. Okay. Well, if you're a streamer and you do well, plan on the day when the record companies say you can't stream no more. Yeah. And if you haven't thought through a plan B and diversified yourself enough, and then you're going to be scratching your head, like, holy shit knock on wood, it doesn't happen. Twitch is off. Yeah. And now you're used to living a lifestyle of $20,000 a month that might cut down to $3,000 a month. And once you've had that caviar in that first class fight, boy, it's hard to go back to coach. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And, but you know, what's crazy. And, and, and I think, um, this is a majority of DJs. I don't think anybody knows like if you if you ask any dj like oh where do you want to be in five years obviously like like a better place in their career i don't think anyone thinks it's not easy for a dj to think outside of djing because they've been doing it for so long where it's kind of like all right what do you mean what am i gonna what do i want in five years like it's not like they can say no no, but they're too comfortable you know yeah no but 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 i was i'm I'm, I'm not gonna name drop but i was with a A a-list hip-hop artist a couple weeks ago right and we were just talking right and they were explaining to me that why artists today don't want to release music because they can't tour and he was like man you know how much the baby and all these guys lost over this last you know year because they haven't been able to tour and and i 
came back and said, they haven't lost anything. And he goes, what do you mean? I go, because they went from one to a hundred. They haven't tasted a thousand yet. You've tasted a thousand. So for you, you're feeling the loss, but for them, this is a winner. So if you're, if you're a, if you're a streamer, that's making five grand a month, you haven't tasted Eric Deluxe's 10,000 a month. So you're not really having to come down and I'm just making up numbers, but you know, you haven't had, you haven't had to come down on what you're used to, right? You're, you've just gone up. So, you know, so it's kind of like, it's, it's kind of a tricky slope. Mm. Yeah. Cause I, I've seen it's, plenty of DJs that were on the top of the top of the hill that, you know, were sweets and right. three rooms and this and first class. And now they're, you know, flying coach and upgrading and it, it's, 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 and then they, and not only are you flying coach and upgrading, you're watching a younger person walk by you on a private jet. And you're like, wait, what just happened? How did I, how did I get swooped? Yeah. Let me ask you, uh, out of all your years as an agent, what's the best or most impressive exit strategy? Like someone that stopped DJing, did something else, and is just winning. <laughs> like just did something, like a smart move. Is there sure, anything? I'm just, and I'm curious because like there's a lot of, like I said, there's a lot of people that don't I, know I, where to even start with their No, I haven't seen, I haven't seen, I mean, Aoki's Aoki's pretty impressive, right? Aoki's pretty impressive. He went. He's still DJing though. But yeah, but he's but he's much more than a DJ now, right? Like he's got brands after brands after brands. He's pretty. If he stopped DJing, I think he'd probably still be. You know, he's a smart marketer, Mm -hmm. and he's got companies. So I mean, he's he's pretty impressive. I've seen radio programmers like graduate to things like Apple. Yeah. And other like mm-hmm. big executive jobs mm-hmm. that they've gotten out of radio and, and they've started as DJs and then they went to radio programming yeah. and then they've gotten like big jobs at like Apple or Spotify. But mm-hmm. I haven't seen too many DJs like transition, you know, no, neither do I. That's why I yeah. asked because uh, I was, there's a few, but I was, I always wonder like what DJs are just so invested in DJing where like yeah. they don't even know what to think. No, but a lot of the a lot of the a lot of the ones that really pop, they they become producers and then like, you know, yeah. you get like a you obviously a huge a, a, an anomaly, but you get like Calvin. I mean, his production's so yeah. big, he doesn't need to ever DJ again, right? So yeah. some of those DJs they turn even, into he doesn't even want to DJ ever again. Yeah, I mean they they can just I mean, make I music. I haven't heard about Calvin like this whole year. You know, yeah, but even when he was DJing, he it was his least favorite thing. He hated. Yeah, it. yeah, he was in and out. Flew in at midnight. He was out at four a.m. on a private back to LA. I mean, I mean uh, Irv Gotti was a DJ. Jermaine Dupri was a DJ. Little what John. about like what about guys like who are like open format guys like us though? Like, have you seen? This? I think that's what you're asking, right, Eric? Because yeah, that's, that is what. I'm yeah, but they'll argue that they are open format guys. I mean, those guys they're were a making little like more hip hop. Yeah, yeah. I think they're, they're making millions and millions. So they're able to like, you know, just kind of diversify, you know, their businesses and shit. I'm talking about like guys like us. Yeah. Those guys are more like artists. <laughs> you know, like, no, but I, I think, think they I, started, I, they, they started as DJ and just pivot. And, and then the artistry part became more successful yeah, yeah. first. And so they, na- they navigated to that and then came right. back to their passion, right. which is DJ. Like Dr. Dre. Yeah. Dr. Dre is a DJ. I, mean, I have a homie who uh, was DJing and, uh, now he's flipping homes and like just doing, you know, shit like that. And he's, he doesn't DJ anymore. All right. Well, you let's, know? let's talk August. You Shout posted, out to Stone Rock. <laughs> <laughs> you posted uh, on Instagram a save the date. Uh, is this something you can talk about now or? or yes, still, absolutely. Being, oh, he's been dying to talk about it. <laughs> well, I mean, look, look, it's, it's, you, you hit it on the head, right? So much of, you know, the, First of all, August is my birthday, which is a national holiday. So I'm doing it around my birthday, <laughs> global holiday. I'm doing it around my birthday, which all, which, you know, already brings together a lot of us. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like um, my birthday is kind of like a reunion for everybody. But, yeah. you know, fast forward to this year, you know, there's DJs on the rock that, that I know that we're making struggling to make $500. And now because of Twitch, they've got fans. Right. They've got real fans. They've got people that have been watching them for a year that have been supporting them. And I felt like I wanted to bring everyone together in a new kind of summit concept to where 
we can showcase some of that to where, you know, and, and a lot of us haven't seen a lot of us in a year and a lot of us haven't seen each other ever. So the number of people that are like, Hey, can I pop by the office and say, hello, I'm in town. And I'm like, no, it's, it's COVID. And I might be a little more anal and saying no than anybody else. I just don't want to lose control of it. So, and I want to try to follow the, the guidelines within reason. So this is kind of my way of saying, look, Twitch has emerged and the, the, the DJing, not only the DJing, you know, for those that don't know, I also do radio promotion. So DJing, radio promotion, it's all evolving. And this is my way of saying, hey, let's all get together, showcase your talents, right? Because, you know, the, the, the one thing about Twitch that I'm grateful for is I've made a lot of new friends that are DJs, that are DJs that I would have normally not had the time to talk to, or when I would have talked to them, I'd have been smack drunk. Right. And it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have been anything productive. It would have been like, let's take a shot and, you know, let's keep it moving. And now because of Twitch, we've talked, we were, you know, I go into their streams, they come into mine. Oh, so we, many we, DJs now because of Twitch. Yeah. Are, we know each other. And, and I wanted to do this and I wanted to bring everyone together. And then you also have this moderator culture, right? Yep. And then you I'm also have this, and then you also have this technology culture, right? So interfaces and computers and you guys all, both of you specifically make fun of my antique PC and to watch you guys get a PC is the biggest vindication for me ever. Yeah. You win, man. You win no, for that. No, no, you don't win. Uh, I'm, I'm podcasting from my beautiful MacBook pro. <laughs> the, the PC is strictly for streaming. Cause it doesn't matter. Made. The PC value is worth more than the Macs. Uh, I close about that. <laughs> I won't let you win that one, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the case is, there's, there's, there's all the, there's all this, this different facets of the thing. And I felt like, you know, based on my interpretations of how everyone's getting the vaccine and how many people have already had it yeah. and the festivals that are starting to be announced, I felt like I had to sit out last year for my birthday. I'm going to do the 24 hour stream there. There's not going to be any registration. So I'm not trying to, you know, shake people down for um, $300 to get a badge that gets you a, a horrible gift bag, right? Like there's not going to be panels because, you know, my experience when it comes to panels, everyone's drunk coming over and the convention's begging people to go in the room. So there's more than three people in the room. And now with stuff like- Yeah, people don't care about app, it. Yeah. Uh huh? Yeah, people don't give a shit about panels. No, so, so you, know, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of cool- people and a lot of cool things that have emerged from this pandemic. And I want to just bring them all together and give them a chance to showcase their own talent. And so, you know, it, it's, it's not a scam thing, you know, it's, it's a for everyone thing. And, you know, if you're, if you have an idea that you think is cool, that might not even be related to DJing, just might be related to entertainment in some facet, you know, like, let's talk and let's try to figure it out because, you know, uh, based on the response I'm getting, a lot of people are going to pull up for this. Um, and, and we do have the the Dream Hotel yeah, as our host. You, like, can you talk details of what, like? Yeah, what so so it's August, it's August 22nd, August 23rd. Uh, we have all 180 rooms at the Dream as the host hotel. Um, and in my mind, like, not only will the events, you know, I, I've thought of a worst case scenario, like. Let's say the worst case scenario is I cancel and it doesn't happen, but let's say it's at 50% capacity. And now the highlight room, which is the roof of the dream can only do 400 people. Right. I've, I, you know, I'm planning to have it streamed and piped into all the rooms. And if you're from a part of the world where you can't, where you can't um, come to LA or, you know, there's Canada, I know is really concerned about the restrictions about getting in and out of America. You could still participate via watching it on streaming. Right. And, and, you know, there's a, there, there's a lot of, I got a lot of cool ideas. If you, if, if you know me, you know, I'm crazy. And yeah. this, like, I'll come up with like the weirdest and unique ideas. And I'm trying to like, I'm trying to take whatever's here and put it up here. Right. And if we get to here, then we want. You're all right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be all right. You definitely uh, got some crazy ideas, but you are, you are, uh, you, you're a executor, you know, you execute. You don't just think big, you fucking do it. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Me, I'll, I'm more like I have ideas and I, and I don't execute them. <laughs> the worst. Same. Uh, yeah, so when can people start 
signing up or getting their room or how does that register work? or whatever the, the, the rooms you can do now right it's there's a it's scamartist.com forward slash scam summit there's like a real simple application because the, the hotel is private and you know i do want to i i am approving who we want to stay there because i want it to be i, I want i want there's an end game for this and i want to try to put the right people in the hotel um just to give you an idea probably two or three floors I will make for non-DJs, moderators, um, fans, or whatever. But, you know, I, like, to be honest with you, I'm prioritizing on scream names I recognize. Mm -hmm. People that have been in the chats or people yeah. that have been supporting the Southern, community. Yeah. Pe people that, that have, that, you know, I feel like are, when other people see are going to be like, oh, shit, you're DJ5, I'm Suji, like, nice to meet you. Like, finally, like, you know what I mean? Like, so, so I am in that sense, I am trying to pick who, who stays at the host hotel, but you don't have to stay there. You can Airbnb, you can stay somewhere else. You can live here and drive in. This isn't a, a for money proposition. I've got some big brands that are already down to join it. And, um, and, uh, like I said, I like, I'm planning on doing my 24 hour birthday stream live from the lobby. Um, wow. and, uh, and, uh, you know, I think it's going to be fun and, and shit. If anybody out there in, in, you know, podcast land has an idea that they think is cool. Um, you know, shoot me a whisper or a, a DM or whatever, and I'll respond. And, you know, worst case scenario, I might not be into it, but we'll at least, we'll at least have a conversation. Right. Yeah. Right. And if people, people uh, can just register, say people that live out here, they can just register online. Well, too. well there, there, there's not, gonna, there's not going to be registration because to be honest with you, not every event will be for everyone. Right. So, you know, if I'm fortunate enough to get an HMC event, right. <laughs> um, you know, you guys will determine um, who you want to invite and what that list looks like. So, you know, I, the way I see it in my head is there's going to be a lot of events. So a dinner might be, there might be a, a dinner for 20 people. There might be a club for a thousand. A lot of that's going to have to do with the restrictions and the guidelines that, you know, were out there, I, you know, I'm definitely going to try to help and prioritize um, and make it special for the people that stay at the dream. But, right, right. you know, uh, it, it's not, it's not to say that, you know, you could drive in from Bakersfield and go to the HMC event. If you can get an invite from one of the HMC guys. Right. So, yeah. and, or if it's super, super duper exclusive, then maybe the HMC event's not for you, but maybe there's a beat junkies event or something else that is for you. I got it. A fade Hollywood tent tour. <laughs> Hollywood what? Tent tour? Oh tent tour. <laughs> I'll take you guys down Gower. Down Start Hollywood. outside my office. <laughs> right outside the office. <laughs> you just go you know, one thing, you know, one thing, that, one thing that is crazy that I'm not even ashamed to admit that, that, that the pandemic has gotten in my pocket at all times. Mace. Pepper spray. Mace. Pepper spray. Yeah, I haven't. I had my bag last night. I don't know. Somewhere around here. If you're coming to LA, shit is real in the streets. <laughs> it's real, man. It's um, real. I think the best, the the one thing about streaming that when you know when we talked about, and this can go to your event too. The one thing I felt like is going to work the most is not necessarily DJs that do well in streaming means they're going to be the hottest club DJ. Right. But what I think will happen is if their shit is big enough and their support systems strong enough, they can throw their own yep. specialty parties. For example, yeah. miles Medina with Sunday yep. brunch, right. Did the merch. Yep. Did, did We did his merch and like, yep. it was, Insane. it was crazy. The, the, the amount of shit he sold, but now Sunday brunch can be, like the do over or one yep. for like one of these parties, like he can have it out like in real life yeah. and, and, and once a month, yeah. Sunday brunch live once a month. So I feel like a lot of these guys, like yeah. the dairy, the dairy farm, you yeah. know, uh, at but my, my only, my only two cents to that is five. My only two cents to that is, is that one, when you're streaming, you don't know who your audience is and you don't know where they're at. So, you know, you don't know if, DJ five is really DJ five or it's an eight year old that's gotten his dad's computer. Right? right. So, so you don't, you know, like see watching it translate. And then it's kind of like you alluded to it is it's like, it's like the execution of it. Right. Like, so it's one thing to have the idea in your head. And then it's another thing to like, like, you know, not to put you out there, but deluxe never wants to do birthday parties because he doesn't want to deal with the guest list. <laughs> that's the worst. <laughs> 
right? Huh? Yeah. Why, the worst. why stress myself out on my birthday? <laughs> but what my I'm saying is, is it's like, like oh, you, peace at home. <laughs> but, 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 you know, back, back to the DJing thing, like you, you have to be very entrepreneurial to throw your own party, right? No, you're dealing stressful, bro. That's you're, it's, you're dealing with shit. It rains and all of a sudden yeah. it's down the drain. You yeah, have an you outdoor know. party and it rains that day. And now you're scratching your head because you just lost five yeah. grand. And, you know, or, you know, everybody always says, you know, my birthday used to have a, a dinner component, which was a 400 person seated dinner seated. I would put 500 people on the list because black, four, black. 400 people would tell me that morning they were coming and 75 of them would still show up. Mm. And there's a black tie. Of it. Work, bro, but I, huh? I'm just saying there's an opportunity there. For yeah, some. there's an opportunity. Look it. I, I listen. I, I think th there's an opportunity. Look, technology is making it so you can be a, a musician and you don't need a record label to drop a song and become a star. There, there's a lot of opportunity out there. It's just what you're willing to do and how much yeah. you're willing to put in to get it to capitalize on it. Well, that's the thing. I think the guys who are like really, you know, built a following off Twitch or in social media during this time, they can have a budget to do events. Like they're gonna have can build their team. They have hire people to like you know help them. So, right. and then it's going to determine if they want to part with their money. Right. But then they can make money. You know, it depends, you know, like Angie's done her events once a year, you know, you, you're ain't, you're not down, whatever. No, you're but dude, like Suja has a great point. Like you have to be entrepreneur, like minded. Cause yeah. one thing is being a DJ and one thing is getting shit. Like, oh yeah, for sure. DJing is more than DJing. It's, it's everything. Like you said, oh, yeah. it's marketing, branding, there's a lot of DJs that don't want to do things that, that you would ask of them. Like you said, videos and do this and do social media. Like they wouldn't want to do it. Like, no, nah, I just want to DJ. I'm a good DJ. Like, yeah. unfortunately, like that's not enough in today's world, yeah. you know? And, and, and if you want to throw your own party, guess well, what? That's even harder, yeah. <laughs> way harder. Well, 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 but and, and to go back to the other part is that the, the whole competition thing is that, you know, Take Miles Medina as an example, right? If he try, if he wants to do a Sunday party, right? He's competing with the Do Over and with all these other brands that want that same night. So, you know, you you now now all those entrepreneurs are competing with the venue that's saying, okay, and for me to open my doors, it's going to cost ten thousand dollars. So I hear what you're saying, but ten other people have said they can do the same thing. Guarantee me ten thousand dollars before I open my doors, because otherwise I'm going to open my doors and there's going to be two people here. And you're going to say, boo-hoo, but I'm going to have to pay security, lights, my insurance, all these other things. So, you know, like, and, and, and at the same token on that Sunday, I'm saying X is on tour and we want your venue that night. And look at Polestar. We have guaranteed ticket sales on all these other markets. Yeah. Like, give your venue to us. So it, 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 there's definitely opportunity there for those who are willing to take the put the effort forth. But, you know. You know, it's not an easy step. I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. You just made it. Yeah. I was like, damn, one day we could do Fade University Live. But now I'm like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, I mean, but, but look, but that's that, that back to the convention. That's the whole concept of it. Uh, you know, I'm trying to take the risk out of it. So maybe, you know, maybe the, maybe a, a Fade You think is possible during that. And a victory for a Fade You think might not be 3,000 people. It might be hundred people and stream the rest. So right. it might be a combination of, of multiple, it might be 500 people and stream the rest. It might be, but you know, I'm trying to bring all these captive bodies here, you know, that have been watching you guys for the last year and that are like, that are like, they have an attachment to you. Yeah. Right. They know you, they know about your dog. They know about your five's expensive car. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> but, I definitely, no, you're right. But, I, but like I was saying, I think, uh, having those shows dur during your convention is like cool like like exactly pour over 8 a.m the pour over with five and like everyone gets free coffee exactly. yeah well, like you said even if it's 30 people that show up and there's a hundred more on the stream like stream. it's fine yeah. it's fine like, like the fact that they're gonna get to watch us like stream live from the lobby or i mean is that the setup that's dope man that's like interactive like but, streaming but, but, too, you know but if you even think back if five like last year when i was planning my birthday I was like, I wanted you to do nine o'clock because I wanted to like, I wanted the pour over energy, which turned into the spillover. But, but, uh, but, uh, 
but yeah, it's exactly what you said. It's like these shows that do things. And then, you know, there's an opportunity, like if, if you guys wanted to do a limited edition merch that was only for this two days while you're here. And, and uh, I, I'm telling you, I think I, I got it here. Now I just got it to get everybody in on it, which I, which it sounds like based on the conversations I have, um, you know, I think we're going to be good. Yeah, no, it's exciting stuff. So shit. I know you got stuff to do. You're busy fucking guy, but, uh, let Wait, but let's just be clear. Getting Eric deluxe and five to do this podcast. Took it was like begging, bro. I'm just telling you right now. I'm just grateful just one to be week. here. Huh? How long did it take? Just, just a I mean, week. No, no, no. I told you guys I wanted to be up March 1st. My whole marketing plan. <laughs> 10 days. Out the window. No, we're good. We're good. We're good. I'm just playing. Hey, good <laughs> things come to those that wait, bro. <laughs> now, it was fun. this was fun, bro. And it was like unplanned, no notes written down. It's just yeah. good, good, good little conversation. So it's all good. All right, bro. We'll see you in August. I'll see Shots you in tonight. Barbecue. Tonight? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, we're going to be at the office with the uh, Guap Dad. Oh, maybe I'll walk over. Yeah, pull up. All right, bet. All right, Sue. All right, Thanks, Susan. bro. Peace.